Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Bless you all, and good morning. Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living. We're in the home edition today from my house in southeast Portland. A little bit of snow on the ground. Uh, decided that we would have our service personnel and people who would normally attend online today instead for uh, extra safety's sake. I welcome you wherever you are on your spiritual journey. You are most welcome here, whether it's at the center or at my home. We're a science of mind community, and all that we ask is that you entertain the possibility of changing your entire life simply by changing your mind. My name is Reverend Larry King. I'm the senior minister at the center. And during our snow day today, I thought I would take a break from our usual presentations and do a day on questions and answers of the science of mind. And so so those of you maybe not familiar with using the comment section in Facebook, you'll have a few minutes to prepare for that while I talk about just a few announcements. First of all, I want to reassure everybody, we're not skipping the golden bowl ceremony and service this year. We're just going to postpone it until next week, January 2nd. So for those of you who uh, look forward to that service of releasing old ways of being, of setting intentions for the new years, uh, having us witness those intentions, we will be doing that indeed next Sunday. And for those of you participating online, there'll be a way for you to submit your request for witnessing intentions for 2022. We'll have a form that you can fill out online so that we'll get those and we'll add those to the golden bowl. Let's see. I think that's about it. We, I think it's time to talk a little bit then about the questions and answers around the science of mind. But of course, how should we lead into that? I think we should lead into that with today's joke. So it was snowing heavily and blowing to the point that visibility was almost zero when Joshua got off work. He made his way to the car, but he wondered how he was going to make it home. Luckily, he remembered a friend's advice. If you get caught in a blizzard, you should just wait for a snowplow to come by and follow it. Well, that made him feel a little better. And sure enough, a snowplow did go by and he did start to follow it. He felt very smug as they continued. They drove along. Uh, He didn't have any problem with the blizzard conditions. And after quite some time had passed, the snowplow stopped. The driver got out, came back to his car, and signaled for him to roll down the window. The snowplow driver wanted to know if he was all right, as he'd been following for a long time. Joshua said he was fine and told the driver of his friend's advice to follow a snowplow when, get, when you're caught in low, low visibility. The driver replied it was okay with him and he could continue following if he wanted, but now he was done with the Walmart parking lot and was going over to Kmart. I know, don't they even sound worse when there's no audience? Anyway, uh, so glad you're with us today, and I am here to answer any questions that you have about the science of mind. 
I'll start out with one that is so very common as I'm waiting for you to type other ones in. You know, we just celebrated Christmas Eve, night before last. Oh, and what a lovely celebration it is, too. Well, LaRonda Steele is our music director, and we had her whole family doing music on Christmas Eve, and, and it is lovely. But, you know, often, often I get the question, are we Christian? Is science of mind considered a Christian faith? And uh, gosh, I, I got to say, you know, it's a legitimate question. Depending on what Sunday you come, you might not hear any mention made of Jesus or Christianity. And so it makes total sense that that would be a question up for people. Uh, well, we are Christian, as evidenced by us celebrating Christmas Eve and Easter and some of the, the typical Christian holidays. But I think our focus is on the teachings of Jesus rather than some of the spiritual movements that have grown up around him. And in fact, knowing that this would be a question I would answer, I found uh, something from Ernest Holmes that I thought I would read. This is from a book published in 1971 called The Spiritual Universe and You. And here's what he said when he was asked about the idea of us being Christian or not. He says, the science of mind is one of the most significant spiritual experience since the time of Jesus. It is a universal philosophy, but because of our cultural background, it is Christianity oriented. It's fundamentally following the teachings of Jesus. However, it does not adhere to the later dogma of the theology of Christianity because that has been built up out of limited concepts, ceremonies, rituals, and secularism. And so, yes, we're Christian, uh, but, you know, we don't necessarily have an Advent calendar. We don't necessarily believe in some of the things that came after Jesus completed his teachings. And it was picked up and retranslated through various sects of Christianity. So we try to go by our understanding anyway of the teachings of Jesus rather than some of the, you know, more mainline churches that have their own dogma, their own specific teachings and rituals as they interpret the teachings of Jesus in their way. Let's see if we have any questions. Otherwise, I do have one more pre-planned one. Let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, Eva Gage asks that she's been popping in and out and uh, would like to hear more about the inspiration and content for the class I'm teaching in February. So I'm, I'm certainly glad to do that. I'm going to be teaching hermetics in February. For those of you who maybe wondered where Moses got some of his understanding and his teachings in uh in both philosophy and spirituality, the ancient teachings of Hermetics from, in particular, Egypt, is what I'll be teaching in, in February. The class is called Hermetics. You know, oftentimes people are first brought into the world of the science of mind through wanting to know more about the law of attraction. Yeah, I'm sure you've noticed the movie and, and heard that phrase on Oprah and other topical places, the law of attraction, which basically says we attract to us the things that are like us. Well, the, uh, the law of attraction was just one 
of many spiritual laws that were taught in ancient Egypt. And so if you're wondering where Moses got uh, likely some of his training, it would be from the Hermetic schools of ancient Egypt. And so I'll be having a five-week online class to teach some of those spiritual principles. Let's see if we have any other questions to here. Ah, Karen is asking about tips on how to manifest excellent college experience, i.e. grades. Uh, I'll tell you, I do have an idea about that, Karen. One of the things that we tend to forget, or, or maybe we were never even really grounded in, is that wisdom is always available to us through our intuition. There is a part of us that is always close to the Creator. And what I know about God is it really does know everything. Everything that ever was, everything that ever will be, is within the consciousness of God. And so when we can tap into that, oftentimes additional information and even worldly information is made available to us. Now, I'm not sure that our intuition is going to supply us with some of the facts that we might need uh, on a history exam or something like that. But I do know that our inspiration can guide us into what to study for. Our intuition can guide us into having good study habits into knowing what is important as we're listening to professors or reading through textbooks. It is our intuition that makes us a good student. And so the facts and figures, may maybe our intuition uh, isn't quite up for that at all times. But I do know that by following our intuition, we can become amazingly good students. Let's see if we have some other questions. Otherwise, I have a couple more myself that are pretty common. Ah, here's a good question from Sandy Label. She says, many times we want to ask for prayer for ourselves or for family members who are undergoing medical procedures. And yet Science of Mind teaches that we don't pray for a specific outcome, which is rather different from how a prayer is done uh, in other traditions. Can you comment on that? I I'm totally glad to. It it it's a great question, in fact. And it has two components, as I see it. One, of course, if you have permission to pray for someone and they have a specific outcome in mind, I don't see any problem with that at all. If someone's going in for surgery and they ask you for prayer for the success of that surgery, I think that would be a great idea. And in fact, I would even offer them a prayer, if you can, in person with them so that your mind and their mind are both aligned with that same prayer of wholeness and speedy recovery and successful surgery or whatever it is. So I'm all for praying about uh, specifics, actually, especially in cases like that. With the caveat, though, that you're in alignment with what the patient wants. Now, normally you would think, well, of course the patient wants what I want. I'm not so sure that that's always true 100% of the time. And I always think it's better if we have some agreement on what's being prayed about. I, I know I found myself in, in an unlikely position a few years ago. Someone came to me praying for the success of a relationship. And I was later to find out that the other person in that relationship didn't want to be in that relationship. So you can see sometimes when we're, when we don't all have the facts, when we're praying for other people, we can actually be praying for the wrong thing. 
Having said that, if you want to uh, pray in a more general way for other people, always think about the qualities of God, the highest and holiest uh, of what God knows for each of us. And we think of those as the God qualities, right? So wholeness and peace joy and prosperity. These are things that people universally would like to see more of in their lives. Would anyone turn down more prosperity? Would anyone turn down more love? Seems very unlikely to me. And so in the question about someone going into the hospital or someone who's not feeling well, I would say we can always know the highest elevation of health for that person. It seems like everyone would like to have improved health. As for a specific outcome, uh, better check that out with them uh, before you pray for them. But otherwise, uh, no problem about praying with specifics, especially if you're in alignment with the person that is wanting that particular outcome. Let's see what other questions we have here. Okay, well, let me do one of my pre-planned questions here. It's another really common question, I think. And, and the question is, why, why do sometimes good people experience unfortunate circumstances? If God is all loving, if God is all joyous, if God chooses normally for the best for everyone, why is it that tragedy sometimes strikes? Why is it that so many people in the world right now are struggling with COVID-19 or having troubles of, of other issues in their life? Why, why essentially do bad things happen to good people? This one too is a, a bit of a two-parter. First of all, although some things do seem universally bad, Oftentimes, something that is bad or good is more a situation of the context that it's in. For instance, right now we are undergoing a pandemic and many people are suffering from it. Let's fast forward maybe five years from now. Could it be that we will look back at the pandemic as a time of achieving great medical strides? Could it be that in retrospect, when we look back at the pandemic, we see that it was an opportunity for many of us personally to take that inward journey to spend more time in prayer or meditation? It could be that for some of us, the pandemic is actually a good thing when viewed uh, in the past. So, so first of all, I would say a good thing or a bad thing, let's wait and see. You know, there's that old joke about the, the Chinese gentleman that uh, that had a son and uh, the army came by and was wanting to conscript the son but luckily he'd broken his leg right well how lucky is it to break your leg well when the army comes by looking for conscripts maybe it is a good thing that the leg was broken do you see it it, it all depends on on how we frame things and, and the overall picture and oftentimes in the past it looks like it might have been a good thing rather than a bad thing. That's part one. Part two, though, is, you know, God has given us a lot of amazing gifts. And one of the gifts that God has given us is our free will, our ability to choose. Sometimes we make good choices. Sometimes we don't make good choices. Sometimes our friend and loved ones make good choices for themselves and for others. Sometimes not so much. I think that the fundamental right to choose 
that freedom of will that God has given us, perhaps the greatest gift of all, and yet oftentimes we do not use that gift widely. And so it isn't a question of whether God uh, creates bad experiences for people as it is God allows us to create our experience of the world outright. It's really our choice, not only our choice to do what we do, even if it proves to be negative, but also our choice on how we view what we have created. We may have created a mess, but does it mean uh, that we have to feel that we're suffering through it? We can change our mind about that. We can change our choices. We can make a difference for our own lives and in the overall world as well. So does God create bad experiences for people? No, I don't believe that that's true. Uh, but I do think that God allows us to make a variety of choices, some of which are not wholesome, some of which can hurt ourselves and other people. Let's see if we have any other questions here. Surely there's some burning question that you have about the science of mind. Let's see, I think I have one more question that uh, that comes up fairly frequently anyway, and that has to do with us as an educational versus a um, more of a traditional church. And Ernest Holmes was an ardent educator, and he really wanted these ideas of science of mind uh, to be something that weren't just things that you do on Sunday. He really liked the idea that these fundamental teachings, these fundamental principles, would move out into the world. And so he was uh, very much in favor of classes and workshops and other ways. It's one of the reasons you've probably noticed that I give homework almost every Sunday. The idea is if we put spiritual principles to practice, then we begin living the science of mind rather than just uh, hearing about it. You know, there's that old joke about getting into heaven. You're getting like all kinds of jokes out of me today where St. Peter at the pearly gates decided to take a vacation and he really decided he could just put signs up. Uh, so, so there was a sign that said heaven and there was a sign that said hell and he figured it would be self-service. Well, the trouble was all of the science of mind people really didn't know how to choose. They didn't really believe in the traditional heaven or the traditional hell. So St. Peter had an idea. He added the third sign that said lectures about heaven and hell <laughs> to point a third way. So that's us. We want to learn more about things. We want to see how we can apply spiritual principles in our own lives. Well, we might end up with a very short talk today. Let me see if we have any final questions here. Yes, Kathy, we're absolutely going to do a prayer. I swear to gosh. All right. Well, I think if there are no more questions, I think I will close us in a brief meditation and a prayer. So I invite you to close your eyes. Just rest easily in the comforts of your own home. Just know how loved you are, how blessed you are. Just sit in that quiet for a moment and feel your breath. Just allow your breath to be natural. Allow it to flow in and out. In and out.
Mm. Just luxuriate for a moment, just in the silence. There's nowhere you have to be right now. No thoughts that have to be tugging away at you. As your mind settles down, allow your imagination to take you into next year for a moment. Next week, we're going to be doing the golden bowl ceremony. And I know a part of that is to begin visualizing, to begin creating intentions, to begin having a set of, of goals and ideas and intentions for this coming year. And so we're going to work on a little bit of homework right now for next week. And as we project ourselves forward into next year, just using our mind's eye to imagine what next year might bring for us, I ask you to stray on the positive side. Begin thinking of ideas and ways of being in 2022 that we would be of a benefit to you. Would it be improved health? Would it be an improvement in a key relationship? Would it be a raise at work or improved working conditions? It might be more leisure time or more time to be with friends and family. Just allow yourself to move ahead for just a few moments into 2022. And in your imagination, come up with a list of a few things that you would like to see different or improved. They might be things for yourself or your family. They might be things on the world stage, maybe a better vaccine that would prevent infections of COVID-19 entirely. Maybe it would be clean water for the planet. Just allow your mind to move forward into 2022 and ask yourself, what would make all the difference? What change in particular, what change in myself would help to create the life that I choose. Is that more love, more joy, more peace, more light, greater health, better harmony with the people around you? I know that you're going to find it easy to remember this list of improvements when we're complete with the visualization, this, uh, this guided meditation. I know it will be easy for those things to stick in our minds, allowing us to either have them as intentions next week or to bring them with us to the Golden Bowl ceremony. It is our lives for next year, and we can choose how to live those lives.
So just spend a moment wrapping up this, uh, this idea of an improved 2022. It might be something that you also want to do with other family members to have group intentions or to do with coworkers to have intentions for the success of your business or the company that you work for. Where two or more are gathered and there is alignment around their intentions, oh my gosh, the mystical third, that power and presence of God comes to bear. And so in gratitude, I, I, I simply close this time of meditation, of reflection. I give great thanks for it. I let it be. And so it is. So open your eyes. Um, I hope that will set us up well for next week. I do want to mention that uh, this year was difficult for the Center for Spiritual Living here in Portland, Oregon. I have to admit, uh, each month our expenses were a little bit over the money that was coming in. And so I do mention that now is a, a good time to make contributions to the Center. You can go to our website at cslportland.org slash donate to make an online donation. It would be most appreciated and help us close that gap that we had this year. We're in great shape. I, I do want to reassure everybody we're not in danger of having our finances go wonky. We do have a cash reserve, but it is troublesome to watch that cash reserve being eaten away at this last year. Nothing to worry about, but if you would like to donate online, it would certainly be our pleasure. I'd like to close today with a bit of an extended prayer. It's going to be a prayer for 2022 to be as successful and wonderful as we had in our imagination a few moments ago in the guided meditation. So I love you all. I bless you all. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the new year, either in person at the Center for Spiritual Living, uh, online uh, on our Facebook page. Also, Mark Pettijohn, our videographer, is so good about storing our videos on our YouTube channel as well. And of course, uh, Jim Bowie edits our audio podcast, which is available on iTunes and so many other places where you can listen to the audio version of my talk. So bless everyone who is participating in making these talks available to the world. Let us pray. There is one power. There is one presence. There is only just this one thing. And what I know about this one thing, it is everything. And it has been everything. It started with the Big Bang in which the heavens and the earth were literally created. A Big Bang. A Big Bang of love. A Big Bang of intentional creation. The heavens, the earth, created seemingly in an instant and still being created to this day. The evolution of the universe not stopping for an instant. God's full force of creation and intention at work even now. And I know that means me. I know that the creation of the universe, well, my part of it is in my hands. The evolution of my own consciousness, the evolution of my surroundings, my participation in life is God still creating through me and as me in the world. And as it is true for me, it is true for everyone, 
each of you has that creative capacity. And so I claim for us all as we move into the year 2022 that the creative genius of God flows through me, flows through you, flows through all. High and holy intentions are acted upon with power, with grace, with love. That as we pray for peace, a greater degree of peace is in our lives and in the lives of the planet. As our prayers for prosperity are answered, it is prosperous not only for us, but but for our friends and family and for the world. As our prayers for love go out, we become love. We represent love. We are lovable and loving. As our prayers for wholeness and health ring true, oh my gosh, the the energy, the vitality, the wholeness of our of our minds, our bodies, and our spirits are made plain. And we share that health with others. Our our vigor translates into service to the world. Our our good health allows us to make contributions to friends and family and the world at large. Our prayers of harmony bring harmony to us in person, of course, but also act to harmonize all of the peoples of the world so that global struggles are put down. And so in this moment, I just recognize that each of the intentions that we saw in our mind's eye in that meditation are brought to bear, are are brought under the auspices of that divine creative process within. And each one of us, as we set our intentions for 2022, that, that as those intentions are clarified in our mind, God sees them as the roadmap. God fulfills them even as a, a sculptor may create a beautiful masterpiece out of an unformed block of marble. So God works through us to create seemingly from nothing and seemingly from everything a world in which everyone is brought to the table. And so for this, I give great thanks. For this, I recognize spirit and all. For this, I'm grateful for the love of friends and family. For this, I'm grateful for Ernest Holmes and the teachings of science of mind. And so as I release this prayer, I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, 
You can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.